The days are getting shorter, and you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's that time of year. Pumpkin is finally back at Dunkin'. It's the cozy you've been craving all summer long, now in your cup at Dunkin'. Pick up all of your pumpkin favorites, like the signature pumpkin spice iced latte, or a pumpkin iced coffee, and bakery items like pumpkin donuts and muffins. Sip into something comfortable to celebrate the start of cozy season. Use the Dunkin' app for contactless ordering. America runs on Dunkin'. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fire Escape Hey, what's up y'all? What up Yarn? The ghost of Howl still lives in man Dude, I spoke to the ghost of Howl recently Uh, You used a medium? I did Did you use the Long Island medium? I conjured him um, and he he get, he sent me some messages. It was nice. It was a friendly ghost visit. Friendly ghost visit. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. With your Ouija board. No, 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 no. I don't do Ouija boards. Oh, yeah. With your uh, uh, squeegee board. Yeah, I, I use that one. That's the off brand. Yeah. It's a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. They sell it <laughs> at Big General. Lots. Oh, is it? It's at Big Lots, too? Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. it was a Dollar General exclusive. No, no, no. Dollar General gets just the leftovers from uh, from Big Lots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Admittedly, there's not... There's, they're missing some letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Admittedly, there's not many. It's a pretty popular item at the Big Lots. But every so often, you can catch a, a stray squeegee ward. Yep. Yeah, man. Uh, so what's new? What's new with you? Hmm. What is new with me? Well... It's not new at all, actually. I've just been looking for jobs. I've been trying to write things. I've been shopping for camping chairs. Ooh, That's camping new. Camping chairs. That's good. Yeah. I want one, you know? I didn't know. Listeners, I don't know if you knew this. Camping chairs are expensive. You know, the little, like... The tiny little folding ones? No, the little tiny triangle one is is pretty affordable. But, like, you know, like the football game, you know, fold out. You know, backyard versions. Online, they're expensive because I mean, I've seen them in stores for like twenty bucks. Uh, well, see, I was looking at REI. Oh yeah, REI, and they were going hard. Like I'm talking like fifty bucks for the bare minimum, mm-hmm. and you can easily spend two hundred dollars on one. Yeah, which is oh, mind blowing for something weird. that just breaks. Well, that's maybe the two hundred do. one does. Maybe the two hundred dollar one doesn't break. Oh. Maybe it's like made of. That would almost Air, aircraft grade titanium or something. That would almost be worth it. Yeah, I mean, think about how much money you would save over the long haul. That's right. We have broken a min, mini uh, cloth chair. Yeah, those ones that like you get for free that have like the name of something on. Yeah, that, yeah, on yeah. It, those are not. Those are never good, dude. <sighs> yeah. Those are never ever good. I do want some though, and it's not very thrilling radio talk, but I'm just you know that's what's new. Is I want a, I want a folding kind of camping chair. Yeti makes one with insulated cup holders. Ooh, it's expensive. I bet it's expensive. It's two hundred yeah. bucks. That's who I, I saw at the top expensive. of the at the top of the heap. Top of the heap. Yeah, two hundred dollar Yeti. But they have come a long way in in backyard folding furniture. They have two seaters now. I don't know if that's new or not, but I've never seen them. Oh, I've never seen one of those. Yeah, they got two like love seats. You know, they've got interesting fold out tables. Ones that have fold out tables attached. An outdoor settee. You know, like you will, like your granddad's like baseball watching chair. They got that. Nice. They got ones with little like kind of magazine holders on the side. They got all kinds of cool stuff. They got some with net underneath to hold all your stuff. 
They got one with a cooler built in, I saw, which is pretty cool. But then again, I don't know how it folds, so hmm. maybe not so cool. Yeah, that would be interesting. It might not uh it might not be able to fold up in the way that makes it as portable as yeah. the way you want it to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that's probably true. I think that is definitely true. Mm. Um a lot of people uh this seems to be the week that uh maybe and maybe I'm just like have reached another level of like not caring. Mm-hmm. This just seems to be the week that people are just going way out of their way to say the dumbest things. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think we had a a a, a lull in people in a lot of people saying dumb things, you know, cuz everybody was heated and really charged for the last month or so. And I think, you know, for some people, some of that heat has died down, at least like in the news cycle and in the, in the Instagram cycles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so I think people's, people's uh, dumbitude is, uh, is feeling emboldened. For those who uh, are unaware of what we're talking about, well, I'm actually talking about multiple things. Um, but the first thing I'm going to get to is we're talking about this, uh, this letter for Harper's Magazine, uh, a letter on justice and open debate is mm. the uh is the title i i'm not exactly sure um what it has to do with justice specifically it's a weird title um like that that title is misleading for what the the uh the content is yeah um i didn't really think much about the title i think i think that was a uh uh, you know, just a, a, a good editor. You know what I mean? I think they were just like, ooh, this is going to be, this is going to get them. This is going to be clicky. Uh-huh. You've had put justice in it. Yeah, it's a, uh, I don't know. I think I think that uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in it that, I'm not even saying that it's not happening. I'm just saying like there's not really any specific, they don't really give any, for for a, for a letter that's signed by a bunch of people that work at reputable news organizations, there's not a lot of sourcing or uh, active voice or specific uh, specific instances that they can point to. It's just uh, like a, here's a here is a paragraph or a snippet of a paragraph, a segment, if you will, and I quote: uh, "The free exchange of information and ideas." the lifeblood of a liberal society is daily becoming more constricted while we have to come we have, while we have come to expect this on the radical right this censoriousness is also spreading more widely in our culture an intolerance of opposing views a vogue for public shaming and outrage ostracism sorry that's there's a lot of big words in there what was that first one censoriousness what was that <sighs> censoriousness there you go and the tendency to dissolve complex policy policy issues into a blinding moral certainty. We uphold the value of robust and even caustic counter speech from all quarters, but it is now all too common to hear calls for swift and severe retribution in response to perceived transgressions of speech and thought. More troubling still, institutional leaders, in a spirit of panic damage control, are delivering hasty and disproportionate punishments instead of considered reforms. Editors are fired for running controversial pieces. Books are withdrawn for alleged inauthenticity. Journalists are barred from writing on certain topics. Professors are investigated for quoting works of literature in class. A researcher is fired for circulating a peer-reviewed academic study. And the heads of organizations are ousted for what are sometimes just clumsy mistakes. 
I see. That's their point. I get yeah, it. I'm like, I get um, it. They don't. They are uh, nervous about messing up and getting fired. Uh huh. That's what it is. Uh huh. Okay. I kind of. I kind of. We were talking about this earlier, listeners, and I was trying to figure out what this letter was actually about, and I don't think I. I caught that piece. Yeah, it's just like. Uh, obviously, there is freedom of speech in this country, um, but you can also like it's. It's not. You know, we say this a million all the time. It's not freedom from consequences. Yep. Uh, and also, like, to whomst, uh, you know, like, it, it, only, it just kind of rings. It's just that the fact that all of these people decided that this is, I mean, you know, if, if you go to the beginning of the letter, it's talking about multiple times it's mentioning how, like, this is, like, the uh it's that it it's like one of the biggest problems that we have facing us right now mm-hmm. uh and i'm just like guys you wrote this and signed this while police are still like tear like pepper spraying and tear gassing protesters and like brutalizing protesters and you think that this mm-hmm. is the most important thing the fact that like well the title being a letter on justice and, and open, open debate, debate yes. and they don't mention and you don't mention the fact <laughs> and like they talk about you know like uh, powerful protests for racial and social justice are leading to overdue demands for police reform along with wider calls for greater equality and inclusion across our society not least in higher education journalism philanthropy and the arts but this needed reckoning has also intensified a new set of moral attitudes and political commitments that tend to weaken our norms of open debate and toleration of differences in favor of ideological conformity. Um, so when you when you read that, you're like, okay, like it's all so vague because and the reason why they don't list any specific examples is because the only one that I can see that is uh, editors are fired for running controversial pieces. Um, first of all, I don't think that he was, I think that they're talking about the guy that was the editor of the New York times opinion page. Mm -hmm. I think he resigned due to the backlash and the opinion piece that he was fired out that the piece that he was fired over publishing was a piece by Tom Cotton saying that we need to send in the troops to stop, to quell these protesters. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's why they're so vague is because a lot of the time the people, the things that these people are getting fired over are not exactly like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's, it's not exactly the most like, Oh, I feel so bad for you. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's good (laughs) politics, right? I mean, that's what this thing is doing is like, cause you, you hear that list of things and you're like, well, yeah, I don't, you know, journalists shouldn't be afraid of running a story and it being, if it's controversial, they get fired right mm-hmm. because like there's there's plenty of controversial issues that should be covered and journalists should feel free to run those things so it's like it you know those things all comes down to what are we talking about mm-hmm. yet they're not specifying what they're talking about so it's like you know there's people who will you know who would deem running an article criticizing the police and their excessive use of force as controversial right and like I think it's it is a journalist's job to cover things like that. Um and yeah, I mean they're just I think they intentionally kind of obfuscate what they're talking about. Or not not even that, just not using specific stuff because the specific stuff is personal. It's things that they wanted to do. 
Mm-hmm. Not, and maybe you could argue th- not things that needed to be done, right? Yeah. And and it's like, and that that's very different. Like if I got, you know, I'm a journalist, I'm a freelance journalist, and if I got fired because I only ran articles, you know, I only wrote articles about LeBarons, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what I wanted to do. And an editor said, yeah, that's not actually like helpful content. We don't need that content. Mm-hmm. And I just said, yeah, but I want to write about LeBarons. And they said, yeah, well, we're a supercar magazine. We don't cover LeBarons. We don't need to. It's not helpful. You have the freedom to write those articles. Yeah. You just don't have the freedom to write them for us. Mm-hmm. We don't want them. Yep. And then for if I got fired and then said, and obviously this is like a very general and reductive kind of uh, example, but like I feel like this is kind of what's happening in this in this piece is that like, well, I wanted to say this. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, we don't want you saying it because it's not helpful. And also like the thing that they're afraid of isn't like they're talking about uh, the, so at the, at the uh, bottom of the letter, it says this stifling atmosphere will ultimately harm the most vital causes of our time. The restriction of debate, whether by a repressive government or an intolerant society invariably hurts those who lack power and makes everyone less capable of democratic participation um whomst are you referring to with hurts who 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 doesn't have power has been hurt Mm -hmm. by quote-unquote cancel culture or like the liberalism of cancel culture um i think it's in fact it's the entire it's the opposite of that like there's not no one on this list is not powerful and like they're not and and like anybody who like i don't i just i don't understand like also the (laughs) the way to defeat bad ideas is by exposure argument and persuasion not by trying to silence or wish them away first of all um that is not always true like nope that has happened but uh i can point to a few examples of times when we uh had some bad idea when different people had bad ideas and uh, they weren't talked out of it they were shot out of it like world war ii the civil war the french revolution the american revolution uh and so on and so forth (laughs) (laughs) like uh you know the the no the nobles of uh like the english nobles in mm, man i'm i'm dumb for not knowing this off the top of my head the Magna Carta. They didn't like convince the king by like de- debate that he should sign the Magna Carta. Yeah, like they were just like, "Hey, man, if you don't do this, we're gonna we're gonna beat your ass." Yeah, like that's how the that's that's how a lot of time. Like, it, I'm not saying that like we should always do that. I'm just saying sometimes, uh, sometimes like you shouldn't. You know, like. Th- you can't debate Richard Spencer out of being an asshole. You, no. should, you should just punch him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, like, and, and it's also, it's uh or just don't listen to him. It, it's also a, uh, you know, we've been using the, the, this term a lot lately, uh, in our like personal conversations. And I, I'm, I'm kind of new to the term, but I've been, I like it is like the bad faith argument side of like, this is like, I mean, I, I am, I am one who personally believes in like, you know, if I see somebody on Facebook or something or in my real life from down home who believes in some crazy stuff, mm-hmm. 
I will choose to try to have a conversation with them as opposed to just like calling them a name on Facebook. Uh, because I do think that has more value. I, I think that almost always has more value. Whether you convince them or not, it's just more valuable. This is not, this uh, letter, that's not what they're talking. This is articles that are being written. These and aren't like having would, a public would, debate. You would also feel differently if that person that you were having to, a debate with isn't like the manager at the local Napa Auto Parts. Yeah versus he was the editor of the paper yeah, or totally they were a state representative or they were a mayor or they were you know somebody on tv like yeah man i'm just sorry you just you have more responsibility mm-hmm. and you you have a right to be criticized for being in the public eye yeah like we have the right to criticize you yeah. if, if you want to say these things out loud we have the right right to criticize you yeah yeah, because you don't you don't have to say them. You also don't have to have that job. Mm-hmm. You could do anything else. You could be a manager at an Apple Auto Parts and have all the opinions you want. Yep. And you, I, I would almost guarantee you would face less criticism on account of you're not a public figure. Yeah, maybe a couple people wouldn't like come by. Uh, yeah, maybe still, like, you probably wouldn't even know about it. Yeah, because most people who aren't in the public eye don't get massively criticized. And also, you probably. You would actually probably, like, this is the, the thing that's annoying. It's like, you would probably suffer even, like, <laughs> more consequences rather than, le- like, mm-hmm. y- like all you're upset about is, like, losing a sense of popularity. Like, you're, you're upset with losing social capital, mm-hmm. not, like, money or safety or any of these other well, things. Well, like some of those, some of those people, I mean, I think they are referencing like, you know, when, when someone does something, you know, a journalist or an editor or whomever does a thing and then, you know, it, that thing is deemed uncool and people make a big fuss and then the, whoever's in charge of that person fires them. Yep. Right. Like, so, I mean, okay. Yeah. You could, you can lose your job by having an uncool opinion. Like that's, that is legit. That's a legit uh thing you but could how like many be worried ha- about like it's it's only right now that that is happening i yeah. think that what what they're upset about is they've been used they've been, they've been used to so long yeah being able to say whatever they want and have their opinion be treated as valid for so long mm-hmm. that like there's probably other things that they've this is n- every person i've seen who's been uh, quote unquote canceled. This is not like the, fr- it's never like, Oh, they just made a mistake one time. This yeah. is never, it's never a just, Oh, this is the first time this has ever happened. No, it's been a, it's been a culture of it for so long. And you're just upset now that people realize that. Well, it's wrong. And we've also, I mean, we've seen, so this is the, uh, to me, this is uh gets to a much bigger point that I don't think we talk about a whole lot publicly, only because it doesn't happen very often. But we saw it recently happen with George Bush, where, like, if you have been, you know, if you make a mistake, or even historically, you make lots of mistakes, or are or, or actively making, doing bad things, mm-hmm. and you can come out and say, hey, look, um, I messed up. You know, like, I didn't understand what I was, you know, the, the gravity of what I was saying, or... You know, I, I couldn't be bothered to care enough. You you give a, a legitimate, heartfelt um, apology and, like, actually try to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
um, repent, right? Yeah. Like to actually say like, hey, look, this I'm acknowledging what I did and I'm going to take these steps to try to fix what I did and try to do better going forward. People tend to respond really well to that. Uh, and, and we don't see it happen very often, which is I think part of the reason why the, the cancel culture thing f- can feel so abrupt and so like harsh at times but it's it's people say hey jk rowling or whoever you said this thing and that's really stupid and then that person will double down on the thing that they said and then that's when people say okay well you gotta go Mm -hmm. like it's like if you it's like any other job if i go to work and i'm late i'm late all week and my boss says dude you've been late every day this week and i say i mean whatever so i don't care doesn't matter and then you show up late the next day also. You're going to get fired. <laughs> but typically, if you're late and you say, hey, look, man, I'm sorry. I've had a really tough week. Um, you know, these are the things I'm going to do to, like, I'm going to try really hard to, to fix this. And you start doing better, you're not getting fired. Or even if you do, okay. Yeah. You you still, you knew, you, it's not like you didn't, it's not like it was unknowable to know that that was a fireable offense before. Sure. And the same thing with, like, like I don't think that that absolves george bush from all of his no of course not and i think it's perfectly fine for the people who are still upset at him to be i'm sorry i don't accept your apology that's a valid sure like i'm not going to hold i don't i i don't hold any like intentional ill will for george bush just because i don't have time to think about george bush yeah like Um, for, for me personally at least and i saw a lot of people with the george bush example when i saw that i was like oh dude that that's hard to do Mm -hmm. and like and that has value to me now granted i'm not i was never on the receiving end of the of the harmful decisions that george bush made i'm not a a, an you know an arab tribesman or a black person in this country or any number of people or an american service member who lost their life or family Mm -hmm. of one who got sent to iraq or afghanistan for no reason obviously i didn't get affected by any of those decisions so maybe it's easier but like I mean, for me personally, when somebody, especially that high up, says like, hey, you know what, I, I'm going to try and do better. And, and I feel like that's a, an honest response. That, I don't know. That just has, that has value to and me. And that's, that's totally fine. It can have value to yeah. you. Like, but I think that the idea behind cancel culture is like what they want you to think it is, is you're just done forever and yeah. no there's no like redemption you're just done yeah but the idea behind cancel what it actually is is like or what the what what they don't realize is what they're doing is like they have the same thought you have you they go like oh man this this changed my like they this person apologized and i accept that and then they go why doesn't everybody else think exactly like I do? Mm-hmm. Like, why doesn't, you know, like, that's like you being like, well, I mean, he apologized and it seems sincere to me. So you person who this affects in a lot larger, the person that like this affects way more personally than it does me, you should also accept it because yeah. like, because forgiveness is good. And like, like that's like, that's an aspect of it yeah. where it's like, well, you should just move on from this thing because I said because like I moved on from it and so it should be like my view is just my view is the the neutral it's like this idea that like their view is the most neutral position that yeah that one can have instead of instead of a biased position yeah I, I just I mean I, I completely agree my my point is mostly that like if you're one of these people on this letter who's so upset about people being upset when you do things that make people upset 
just history and like our society has shown that like i mean they've they've shown that like okay if you get caught up you do something dumb you do something that's harmful and you you repent from that like you just don't tend to get canceled like if, if i'm talking about from their point of view if that's what you're so worried about no what i think that they're worried about right now is that they can't just say the words i'm sorry i'll do better next time and then it just goes away i see so you think they are apologizing i think and they just want it to I disappear know, i don't know if it's always i don't think that i think it's the same type of thing when like I think that they want to apologize and be absolved of consequence. Yeah. Well, but see, I, that's why I say like a, like that's why I'm trying to use the word uh, repent as much as possible, because I think that has a different meaning than like saying, sure. I'm, I'm sorry. Like if I punch you in the face, right. Or that's a, that's a bad example. If I, um, I don't know, again, with like the, just something easy, like being late or something. If I'm late all the time and you tell me, Hey man, that sucks. You're like, you're not respecting my time. And I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. And then I just keep being late. I have like that apology means nothing. I think the problem is so many of these people will say like, Oh, I'm sorry for what I said. Now let me just keep doing what I want. Cause I said, I'm sorry, as opposed to, Hey, I'm sorry for what I said. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to do this better. And I'm going to try and regain your trust. Cause that's what an apology is. That's what repenting is. But I think that we've done this for so long. Like people have just been getting off with saying, I'm sorry. And then they just keep doing the same thing yeah. that people, I now understand that in a perfect world in like, if this was in a vacuum, yeah, you let people change or whatever, but we've seen for so long that these people just don't change. Mm-hmm. And so, and they're like, well, you're not even giving us a chance to change. If you, if you just fire somebody, I'm like, yeah, but you had, you had your chance for, ever you yeah. literally had your chance for your entire life and you you just didn't do it so it's too late to say like they're kind of like in this, to turn back now. yeah or uh as you know uh uh what's that band timbaland and uh it's too late to apologize you know yeah uh like you know at some point in time like yeah that's in like maybe yeah you can like still like change your life and and, like here's the thing you know it's bullshit that if you're if your biggest complaint is saying like this this is the the problem that we have with forgiveness in our nation it's not that we don't have enough of it it's the people that are asking for forgiveness don't understand the weight of what that means yeah that's that's the problem like you should be expect when when you want forgiveness for something you should be expecting to be held accountable yeah. And well, so if you don't if if you just expect to be this is like the problem with with our like current work on like racial reconciliation or whatever is like you should be more like if because it won't feel valuable to you if you don't realize like if you get if if someone was like, you know, say you stole a bunch of money from somebody mm-hmm. and they confront you about it and then they forgive you, and you don't get in trouble for that, you should have expected to go to jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you don't do, like, you, so, like, that's the problem is, like, just saying, sorry, I'll be better next time, but then getting upset with any consequences that come from that, that means you actually don't think what you said was that bad. That yeah. means, that, well, means that you're, that, that betrays the fact that you actually think, nope, I'm still right. Yeah. No, I mean, to, to be clear, I'm not talking about the way people use apologies. I'm talking about like what I consider a honest apology. And I just feel like there's not a lot of it. 
Well, that's no, but I'm I'm demonstrating it's it's not. You can tell it's not an honest apology. Yeah, if I, they get I agree. Up. If you apologize, like if if you say something like it, say you're an editor or say you have like a job, a prominent job somewhere. And like you make a joke online that's racist or sexist or homophobic or whatever, and you get fired from in, in like you get, you know, called out cancel culture is mm-hmm. coming for you and you apologize and then you get fired and then you get upset that you got fired. Then you start going like, man, I just think that free speech is going down the tube. Mm-hmm. That's not you actually. That's that's yeah. you saying like, man, shouldn't we be allowed to make mistakes? Like, sure. But you don't actually understand the weight of the mistake. And I don't believe that you're sorry. And you understand the weight of the mistake. If you're, if you're more upset about what it cost you yeah, no, versus I, what it cost somebody else. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I just, I feel like, uh, I don't even, I mean, I think I'm, I'm trying to make some like trying to make the world more the way I see it in my brain or just the way I, I want it to be, mm-hmm. which is like, I, I do wish people, would genuinely apologize and and i think i think you're right i think a, a part of a genuine or maybe the biggest part of a genuine apology is accepting okay like hey i'm sorry i did this thing and whatever whatever the consequence of that thing is okay um yeah like if you don't i i just think that like the forgiveness doesn't mean that much if you don't think that it has if you don't think that what you are being forgiven is valuable yeah like if you don't value it if you mm -hmm. if you don't think that like man i am so thankful that i was forgiven for this then it's not actually for like then then you don't value well yeah then the apology wasn't rooted in in honesty yeah it was just rooted in i don't want to get in trouble yeah yeah exactly what can i do to get away from the the you know get out of this sentence yep um in in other stupid news jim harbaugh coach of the university of michigan um whose most recent football game they got their ass beat by the alabama crimson tide roll tide tide. um maybe has said the dumbest thing of the week i'm ready the dumbest thing of the week here's the dumbest phrase of the week he is uh the stupidest boy alive COVID is a part of our society. It wasn't caused by football or caused by sports. There's no expert view right now that I'm aware of that sports is going to make that worse. I'm glad that he threw in that I'm aware of there because, uh, yes, there are. What? <laughs> like, it's it's very, it's very it, I mean, like, the thing that keeps this from being the dumbest thing that's ever been said on the face of the planet is that he threw in that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. That just means he's just not that aware of things. Um, I mean, more, more probably accurately, he's just lying because he is aware that giant groups mm-hmm. are bad. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of the whole point, but at least like semantically, it's not the dumbest thing that has ever been said, uh, because he at least threw in that I'm aware of there. Mm-hmm. So that, that takes away, uh, at least just a little bit of the, of the dumbitude. Dumbitude. Yeah, man. Um, Gosh, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, I really need. I need. There's no expert view right now that I'm aware of that sports is going to make that worse. COVID is just a part of our society. I just know? like, what does that mean, man? We we have. I, I think we might, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think we might be living through one of the 
most objectively stupid times in our in like inhuman history the amount we know versus the amount that we are using that knowledge is at, at a horrifying deficit like mm-hmm. it it's just ridiculous we also just know all of the dumb things people say all the time that's another part of it. Well, but I mean, regardless of the dumb things people are saying, what is act- the things that are happening in the country is insane. I mean, people are still going to crowded bars and restaurants uh-huh. and having beach parties. I mean, it's still happening after 130,000 people in this country, just in this country, have died. Mm-hmm. And people still just don't. I mean, I, I I always See, thought self preservation was more. Pa- I, I would have argued it was the most powerful thing, and I would no longer argue that. Well, the so here's the problem. Um, I've I've actually seen some articles and stuff about this. Like it is it is human and natural for people to decide now to go back to just like fight or flight can really only last so long. Like mm-hmm. it, you, it just, it just runs out. Your yeah. brain just runs out of it. And so it's just natural for people to just decide. I don't want like in order to preserve, it is a self-preservation thing in your brain. I can't deal with the fact that this is per that this is constant. And so I have to go do this. I have to just live my life. Like it's normal because that, because my brain can't take this anymore. Now, what is insane is, like, that is what the scientists and, like, the authority figures and the government and all of that, like, that is what, like, what what has been the ultimate failure, failure of all of this is, like, the governors and the president and institutions being, like, listening to the crowds on it. And mm-hmm. it's just like, no, man, just you know better like you have the data and science there and you can say by decree i say we are all still staying home we're doing this Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if you like if all like joe schmo thinks if if his brain has just run out of the capacity to to keep up with this that's not that's not important and and that's not the person who's like the the hundreds and thousands of people that are going out and stuff you you know how you keep them from doing that? Not by, not by like shaming them, but by saying, but by shaming like the governor and just be like, Hey, this is your job. Yeah. Close it. Like it's one of those things where like mayor Garcetti like wants to have it both ways This is the mayor of Los Angeles where he's like, we're just seeing a lot of people who are being really irresponsible right now. I'm just like, you're the one that opened up the bars and the beaches and all this stuff. Yeah. That's you. That's you're the one that did that. Yeah. Like it's putting a stake on the ground and expecting the dog not to eat. It. Yes. It's just like yeah. you were in charge. Like you're in charge. What are we talking about here? We have yeah. all of these people who are just like constantly wanting to, it's, it's the same thing is like when we blame like litter and, and like plastic stuff, on like it's all these people that buy all these plastic bags and straws and stuff like that and not like the companies that manufacture yeah. <laughs> said plastic it's like we do this all the time we we love to blame like just the general public and mm-hmm. poor people on yeah. the, on the problem instead of just being like hey man uh 
there are people in charge. Like this is literally your responsibility. Like yeah, it's 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 every it's the gun argument. It's all that stuff. When it's like when a when a football team bring this back to football when a football team loses, like yes, the players individually like make the plays that make or don't make the plays or are in or out of position mm-hmm. that make those things happen. But who takes responsibility for that? Yeah, the, the coach. coach. Like person after making all the money. When 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 Alabama lost forty four to sixteen to Clemson, uh, Nick Saban didn't get up there and say like, "Well, Tua just really didn't read the field very well." And then we had you know our defense just didn't they weren't in their their right spots and stuff. He, he said, "I did not prepare my team mm-hmm. well enough." Yeah, that's it. I didn't yep. prepare my team well enough. Yeah, so because that's what leadership is. Anytime like, I see these governors or mayors saying, "I'm really disappointed," like Cuomo does it, like mm-hmm. like I'm really disappointed with what I've been seeing. It's like, uh, you did not prepare your team well enough. Yeah, like you are the coach. Mm-hmm. You have control, and if you want to say, "Hey, I think that for the safety of." Like all our citizens, we might need to close some of these things down or or delay opening some things. That's fine. Yeah. Well, they're but they're all even even Cuomo's. They're all trying to have their cake and eat it too. That's the. Th- I mean, like the they made that vague ass decision about uh, schools yesterday, where they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna let some schools open. Mm-hmm. Some of them will be one day a week. Some of them will be three days a week. Some of them aren't gonna open at all. It's just like it literally is just like." We're just going to put all this stuff out there so that, like, when this goes poorly, we can kind of be like, well, I mean, we tried to regulate it. And then when people, if if people are upset about how often their kid's not in school or whatever, they can say, like, well, we tried to open things up for you. I mean, you know, they're just trying to have everything, you know, be able to defend every point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, but I mean, the, the thing that's, the thing that's so irritating is like, yeah, I mean, I, I get, I get that, like running out of that human response, sort of, but like the I mean, rest of the world didn't. Well, They're, no, but the rest of the world, the 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 government locked down. Yeah, the government didn't allow you to do anything. Yeah, I know, and our government's doing some of the stupidest things I've ever seen. But that's what I'm saying in it's, the history of people. It's not the people. Like that's what I mean by saying like, it's it's not that I don't blame them. It's just like it's not. It's not wise to just say, well, let's just let the people do it. Yeah. No, like it's stupid. Sweden tried that. Like, it doesn't work because not everybody has the same amount of uh, ability to, like, hold that in their brain without going crazy. Like, mm-hmm. when, when the option, when, when it's not the only option. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a, um, it's like a natural, because, like, th- this is kind of, like, where it gets into, like, you know, the the COVID parties, quote unquote, at, at Alabama, the alleged COVID parties, where it's like, first of all, that story is absolutely ridiculous. Maybe we'll tackle this on another time because we're running running out of time. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, just, no, I'm going to tackle it right now. Uh, yeah, tackle it. The, okay, so, what they claimed, and this was just some city councilwoman in Tuscaloosa County, uh, I think, and then it somehow spread. It was on ABC News. It was all over the place. They think that students were having COVID parties where they all put money into a pot and they invited infected people over and then whoever got infected 
would get the first would get all the money. Um, how do you track that? (laughs) Like, that's like, this is the, this is like the modern version of pill parties where like, you know, people, all these high school kids are going over and they're going to, they just have like a bowl full of pills and some of them are just sugar pills and some are Advil and like some are Oxy. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, yeah, nobody, like if you want to do drugs, they're just going to do do the drugs, not go, well, this could be Advil or this could be drugs. I'm either partying tonight or it's going to be real normal. No one's doing that. No one's doing that. If they're, if they're cool with like, I might party tonight, they're going to be like, I'm going to go party tonight. Because all this does is it preys on their uh it's like it's preying on like parents fear like well my child would never do drugs but they might be tricked into doing drugs (laughs) yeah it's it's the ross now who should i say tricked me into smoking (laughs) weed you know what i mean like it's it's just this stupid like uh (laughs) yeah like who what like the just the covid parties make no like do i think that college kids are partying and that's stupid yeah because they're they're 19 and 20 and 21 and they're dumb um and i i once was dumb uh and still am dumb in so many ways but i once was very dumb uh at that age and obviously uh the the people who i blame not students not the frat parties i blame the university for saying we want students back, but you're not allowed to party, and uh, you have to stay six feet apart from each other, and blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, man, you know, that's like, again, that's like, I'm going to leave my dog in a room full of meat that's just out, mm-hmm. not locked up, and say, now, you aren't allowed to eat any of this meat. Yeah. Like, if I come back and my dog ate the meat, is that, the, is that my dog's fault, or is that my fault? Yeah. Sounds like my fault. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's yeah, it's insane. I mean, like underage drinking isn't allowed at Alabama. Yeah, don't ask people to do things that you obviously know they aren't going to do. That's so dumb. Like, yeah. that's on you. Like, yeah. if I leave a hundred dollar bill on the side of the street and I write a post it note on it, it says "Do not take it. This is property of me." Mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. Yep. I'm just an idiot. Leave your drink around <laughs> me. Believe your drink. Gonna get drunk up. Yeah. Like that's it. That's so dumb. Like. I just I don't understand, man. There's just such an abdication of responsibility to like individual in this nation to like individual responsibility. Like we want to put individual responsibility on everybody. Yeah, but we don't want any institutional responsibility, even though like that seems to make the most sense. Well, and not to mention that the institution is made up of individuals. Uh huh. But they're not allowed no, 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 to be no, no, responsible no. but it's the re- it's the country that it's everybody's uh, you know the, well, the governor you know they stayed safe they wore their mask when they went out it's mm-hmm. like but you could also have made everybody else do that yeah well i just feel like that's an individual choice but it's should but it ought to be <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think it ought i don't know man i think we're i think we're paying for a long a long history of being american and i don't mean that to sound so like uh, you know, wow. pa- Parisian, Parisian cafe, but like it just, it just is, we're paying, I mean, things that I've for a long time enjoyed the idea of like, you know, the cowboy American and like, yeah, dude, it's pretty cool that we get to just like do what we want. And like, you know, you can just drive a motorcycle in Alabama without a license and you can just do all these things. Cause we don't really have that many regulations and that's pretty cool. And it is cool. A lot of times. Um, 
just some of the times it's it's not yeah and like but this is i think this one is uh chickens coming home to roost i I really believe Mm -hmm. that and that sucks because obviously i mean we're all affected we some people are way more affected than others and we are just paying for a long history of like being the cool guy in the leather jacket and like and don't make me sad matter matter of fact fact, make me glad um Speaking of things that make me glad, uh, freaking uh, the, we'll end on this. Old uh, old Gorsuch dropping the hammer down on Oklahoma, Dude, trying to take some native land. That was a, that was a strong, that was a strong little uh, strong little speech there. Yeah, I appreciated it. I feel like we don't we don't have too many folks. Um, you know, obviously, like the the black community, uh, you know, black folks in America have they have the spotlight now they deserve the spotlight i hope they keep it for a long time um i i hope uh i hope the native homies get a little a little piece of the spotlight um at some point and and i think that's you know i think moments like gorsuch doing that is is really rad um and i think it's a lot cooler i will say this too uh that like the young, you know, natives in general tend to be pretty conservative folks, um, speaking generally, just because they're country people. Um, but the young natives are starting to get very politically involved, it seems, and a lot of young activists coming out of the native community and native artists and things stepping up and making a lot of really rad, powerful activist work uh, in like direct support of black folks in this country, which is a a really big cultural shift for native people um, because again, traditionally speaking, native folks didn't always get along with the black population of America very well Mm -hmm. um, because our government pitted black folks against natives and vice versa. Um, And so like to see young activist natives coming out and like, and um, like unfettered uh, support of, of the things that are affecting the black community has been really cool to see. And I am happy to see it. Dope. Anyways, that's all I got to say about that. Well, on that note, um, thanks for listening. Y'all had a, we had a good time. I had a good time. Yeah. Um, we're good. We, uh, I'm going to roll out to, uh, a song by old crow medicine show from their first, self-titled record that is 16 years old uh which i just realized when peter and i were 16 we saw motley Crue in uh concert and at that point in time the record dr feelgood was also 16 years old so people who are 16 years old now the first old crow medicine show record is their version of dr feelgood what i'm trying to say is like nsync's classic rock man that's right (laughs) deal with it <laughs> deal with it like however you need to deal with yeah, it just deal with deal it with that like that's a old that's the oldie station we, we need to today. do an episode by the way just dedicated to that whole concept because we had a long conversation about it and it's it is an eye-opening conversation that i don't think many of you fine listeners have maybe thought about because i hadn't yeah no it's very strange yeah uh, it's strange how classic rock is still the same classic rock that we were listening to as a kid when it was called classic rock. And yeah. people were like, Whoa man, it's crazy that like, uh, I heard red hot chili peppers or like Nirvana on a classic rock station. I'm like, yeah, yeah man, that's like, 10 it's years older than late. Bon Jovi when we were listening yes. to Bon Jovi. <laughs> exactly. It's, it is older than what we considered classic rock when we were kids. Yeah. Uh, Nat, like that would be like, you, you know, what, what really needs to be on there is like, 
the freaking uh, the Strokes. Yeah, that needs to be on classic rock. Now. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Um, I, don't know, I haven't I don't heard this song in forever. Gosh, it's good. It is good. I'm gonna listen to this record when I get home. All right. Bye. And getting drunk. But Uncle Sam called. He called him up. Send him out to Vietnam. That young man got his life turned upside down. Turned his smile into a frown. Dropped that king of his crown. For an idea he didn't even know about. He was gambling at the wagon. What's wrong with the beer we got? I mean, the beer we got drank pretty good, don't it? The days are getting shorter, and you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's that time of year. Pumpkin is finally back at Dunkin'. It's the cozy you've been craving all summer long, now in your cup at Dunkin'. Pick up all of your pumpkin favorites, like the signature pumpkin spice iced latte, or a pumpkin iced coffee, and bakery items like pumpkin donuts and muffins. Sip into something comfortable to celebrate the start of cozy season. Use the Dunkin' app for contactless ordering. America runs on Dunkin'. The days are getting shorter, and you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's that time of year. Pumpkin is finally back at Dunkin'. It's the cozy you've been craving all summer long, now in your cup at Dunkin'. Pick up all of your pumpkin favorites, like the signature pumpkin spice iced latte, or a pumpkin iced coffee, and bakery items like pumpkin donuts and muffins. Sip into something comfortable to celebrate the start of cozy season. Use the Dunkin' app for contactless ordering. America runs on Dunkin'.